funny that you just, I've never thought of this before, but it's so true. Like, let's just say we're, you know, females do this. If a female went up to her female friend and said, I am so sexy and good looking, she would say, oh, you're such a, you know what, right? But if she went up and said, oh my God, I look so fat in this dress. I'm so ugly. She'd be like, no, you don't. You're beautiful. It's like, why do we accept people that, that don't have a high esteem look on their self, but we crucify the people that do? Dude, drop a bomb. Right there is the key. That's what I, that's what I, if I'm coaching people, that's what people should need to understand right there. Because if you start to look into that, you start to realize, wait a minute. Are these my friends? Like, don't friends want me to feel good about myself? Because if you want me to feel terrible about myself, Matt, quite frankly, we can know each other, but you ain't my friend. Why? Because if I'm going to call you a friend, dude, you better be there to support me. You better be for me. Before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Proper Creative. They help me with our brand content and, of course, making our swag. They're the ones that ship it out to us. That's Proper Creative, and they work with any type of business, whether you're a big corporation or a small business or even running it out of your house. They will work with you, and they will help you and relieve a ton of liability and work from your shoulders. That's Proper Creative. You can follow them on Instagram, P-R-O-P-R, or you can go to their website at P-R-O-P-R. R-O-P-R-L-L-C.com. Let Proper Creative help you build your brand and sell direct to consumer, regardless of the size of your business. Proper Creative is definitely a good choice. So I just wanted to tell you, you are about to listen to one of the top three favorite episodes I've ever recorded uh, with Bradley. This guy is an icon at what he does. I do want to warn you, though, we do go down a different path than I thought we were going to go down, but I loved it. And I want to just caution you with this. As we continue to grow, because this podcast is blowing up, you got pros and cons with that. The pros are you get more listeners. The cons are you get more listeners, which means more opinions, which means uh, more judgments. So I want to challenge you to not be one of those people. Listen and level up in the area that Brad talks about and that I talk about that can really level up your life. Because again, this does go down a road that you are not expecting because I wasn't expecting it. And whether or not you agree or disagree, all of us can learn something from other people. And that is why we created this Level Up podcast. It's not just for Christians. It's not just for believers or non-believers. It's for human beings that want to level up in their life. And I know that this is going to be an episode that you can take huge nuggets from and level up in your life. Again, this is part of my ministry. It's not my whole ministry. And I don't use this to try to convert people. But what I do believe is that God uses this to plant a seed in people. And I believe that happened today with our guest, Brad Lee. Not only was he a guest today, but I believe this man is going to be a friend of mine in the future. So listen, enjoy, and buckle up. Welcome to another week of Level Up with Matt Rogers. I am your host, Matt Rogers. With me, as always, the man with the golden beard, Eli Adelman. Yes, sir. Producer, you look fantastic today. Thanks, man. I feel like with our guest today, I feel like I already have to start talking faster and moving faster because this guy does not mess around. He's one of the top entrepreneurs and coaches in the world. He created Lightspeed, and he is 
one of my favorite followers on Instagram and social media because he always brings value. And I know today you are going to level up in every sense of the word, whether you're a family man, whether you're a business owner, whether you are strictly in sales, you want to click like, share, save, five-star rating on this one because this guest is the reason why the title of our show is called Level Up. Without further ado, the one and only Brad Lee is in the house. How are you? Man, if I was any better, I'd be twins, bro. Dude, Appreciate seriously. you having me here. <laughs> Coming live from Las Vegas, Nevada, I actually had the privilege of being in your office last week, and uh, I came by and I saw, dude, it's one of the coolest freaking offices I've ever seen. You designed it. Um what, how, did you always have the vision of light speed? Like reading your past, you said something, if I read it correctly, like I spent the first 20 years of my life focusing on me. I did all right, struggled a bit, but it was all right. But I was empty. I spent the last years of, you know, the, the rest of my life helping other people. And basically I've never been more fulfilled in my life. Does that stand true? Yes, but it was till 30 you know, at 30 years old, I kind of accidentally started trying to help other people. I didn't do it on purpose. I was a little bit of a freaking, like, I just wanted to get rich. It didn't matter what it took. I was like, man, I'll just close you for closing your sake because I needed that commission. I wanted to make big deals, make a bunch of money. You say it very eloquently and beautifully, by the way. Like, if I said it like that on stage, I'd probably be asked to be on more stages. Like, that was very well put. <laughs> However, I didn't feel empty. I felt, I felt good. You know what I'm saying? I was out making money, but I could never break a half a million a year, no matter what I tried. So then I accidentally, you know, met this cool dude and I said, Hey, let me show you something. And I showed him something and changed his life, watched his whole family change. And like that made a little impact on me. And I thought to myself, dude, I've got the power to freaking show someone how to go from minimum wage to 250 a year. And that's a big leap. That's a big difference. There's a ton of people out there, dude, busting their for $85,000 a year, 100,000 mm -hmm. a year. And it's like anyone should be able to make 250. So I take this guy and I show him how to make 250 and 3 months later he's killing it and freaking, you know, that impact made me go, dude, I want to do this for more people. So I quit worrying about me and I just said I want to help them accidentally. I didn't feel empty. Now, looking back, I was a little bit of an empty void. However, I didn't recognize it when it was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, what did that guy do and how did you help him? He was a lot porter at my car dealership and I taught him how to close. I taught him how to sell. He didn't, I, I taught him how to have confidence. I taught him to believe in himself. I taught him to have self-worth. How do you teach somebody that? Well, it's simple. I've developed, I've, I've developed <laughs> techniques on my own that worked for me. Right. So like, I, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I used to be you know, a little, little less secure, you know, care a little bit more about what everybody else thought. You get to a point where it's like, dude, there's no reason to care so much about what everybody else thinks about you. Because guess what? Nine times out of 10, them ain't thinking about you at all. <laughs> okay? Right? Yeah. Like you're worried, oh, I'm going to get up on stage looking like this. Nobody gives a rat's ass what you look like on stage. No one's going to go, oh my God, what he said was beautiful, but look at that outfit. Right. Nobody does that, but that's what we think to ourselves. So, and, and I used to be no different, right? Um, so, so I developed kind of a, because I just kept thinking about it, dude, for, for years and years and years and years. Like, I'm old, bro. I'm a half a century. 
plus. You're 50? Are you serious? Yeah. And, and, and I've thought a lot and I, and I, and I've talked to a lot of smart folks and I've read a lot of smart books and, you know, it, it all boiled down to, you know, you got to like yourself. You have to value yourself to level up, bro. You have to freaking feel like what you have to say is worth equally or more so than what everybody else has to say. Mm-hmm. You need to speak up, not shut up. Now, again, if you're a big mouth, know it all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about like, get some freaking real <laughs> right? about you. Get some freaking real about you. Like what's real about you? Dude, you get to decide, you choose, you pick. But when you pick it, own it. Right Now, once you own it, it's because guess what? I don't really care what Matt thinks. Like I hope Matt likes it, but if he don't like it, guess what, Matt? Wank, wank, wank. Later. Hey, peace out, bro. Oh, dude, you're I'm never talking to you again. Right on, dude. Call me if you need me. Like you're not even thinking negative. You're just all bam. Why? Because dude, you value yourself. That's what it boils down to. So I taught, I, I taught them, I taught him really confidence, self-worth, how to value himself, uh, you know, how to close, sell, persuade, influence. And that it's possible. That's really all I did. But how did I do it? I taught him uh, the, the sacred six, and then I taught him the million dollar morning, and then and then I gave him the life gauges to correct them, and then I taught him how to sell, close, and persuade. And that's 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 how anyone can make a couple hundred thousand dollars right now, easily. A sacred year, six million dollar. Are, are these things that you've written? Yeah, these are my things, my things. And by the way, you said I'm a coach. I don't coach people. I'm a CEO of a software company. Um, a lot of people think I'm a coach because I kind of coach the coaches, but I'm not really a coach per se. Like I don't sell people coaching. Um, I, I, I just run Lightspeed and do my podcast and and drop nuggets on social media so people don't make the same mistakes I did. And I got a book coming out called The Hard Way. So, so. A lot of people mistake me for a coach, but nope, I ain't a coach. It's kind of like, though, you're doing it accidentally. You said, I accidentally helped somebody, and th- that fired me up. You're accidentally coaching me because, I, you know, you're coaching me every time I watch, you know, your little two, three-minute nuggets that you put on Instagram. And I got coached up last week when I was in your office just watching you for 20 minutes, the 20 minutes that I got with you, whether it was – co- What did I coach you on? Well, it, it just – the way that you, here's what I admire, you know, amongst other things about you is that you have an identity for, in a respect for your own time, whether it's 10 seconds or 10 hours that it, I draw from my feet off it. Like watching you operate in 20 minutes is different than most people operate in 20 minutes. And when I got in the car with my buddy, I was like, dude, did you, did you see that? It didn't matter if he showed me his conference room or we played a five minute game of ping pong together, it was efficient. It was intentional. It it had motive and purpose behind it. And that's, you know, a lot of times I waste minutes, hours, seconds of the day. And that motivated me. Like, I mean, just getting on the plane, flying back to Nashville afterwards. I'm like, I'm gonna do things different. Doesn't matter if I'm walking around the house. I'm, I'm, there's a better way to do things. I learned that just spending 20 minutes with you after I waited an hour and a half for you, by the way. But well, all right. You didn't wait an hour and a half for me. Uh, about an hour, but Maria was super sweet. But see, I kind of just dropped by. Maria. Which... <laughs> I love Maria, by the way. Maria sets up everything for him. Yeah, and I didn't it... wait an hour, did I? No. Don't ever let me do that again. 
Don't ever let me do that again. And I brought cookies. Sorry, dude. I thought I thought you were out there for five or ten minutes. Like you know, when someone said, "Hey, Matt's here to see," I said, "Okay," and I finished something up. And it, I, I, at least this was in my head. I, maybe I waited an hour, but 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 it, it's almost like it. I would be like, dude, I thought it was like five ten minutes. But anyway, I apologize. I, no, I would it doesn't never matter do that to anybody, no matter it, what. The because the point was, it hey, was no my, wonder you think I'm so cool. I made you wait an hour. Exactly, but <laughs> it was. But see, it was it was worth. But you know what? You know what, Matt? Listen. In my mind, like if you were my, if I was coaching you, I would have said to you, most people wouldn't have waited an hour. You know why? Because you don't have an ego, dude. You're cool. See, and I just attract cool people. Why? Because I'm cool. And again, it ain't cool making someone wait an hour, but it's totally cool waiting an hour. You know what I'm saying? Now, personally, if I were like, you know, the guy I'm talking about would say, hey, screw this guy. I don't care who it is. I, that's not, that's not cool. That's not real. What's real is you wanted to talk to me for some reason. Right. Right. And if it took waiting an hour, screw your ego. Right. Like it doesn't matter if I thought, well, why would you wait an hour? You know how many people would have said, dude, I'm going to look stupid waiting an hour. Right. I don't care. I'm with you. Yeah. But dude, that, but that's, but that's how you level up, bro. Yep. No, I appreciate you saying that. And, and what I got out of it, and like, you know, like Brad said, what a lot of you people don't understand is like, do you have the self-confidence and do you have the passion to wait an hour for someone that you want to spend five, 10, 20 minutes with? Because I I was excited about what would happen in those 10, 15 minutes. Really, my my motive and my intention was coming to you was honestly just to shake your hand and drop off some cookies and just say, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on my podcast next week. I'm really looking forward to having you, which I am. And you're here now. And it's getting, who knows what this will turn into a year, two, five years from now. I'm a long game kind of guy, but no, you're, 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 you're a relationship kind of guy. I really am. Yeah, I well, really dude, am. That's, that's the key. I tell everybody that all the time. If you follow me, dude, you know, like relationships is the new currency relationships is the freaking new economy. Why is that? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Cause you're a pro at it. Well, because you know, money don't grow on trees, right? Did, did they ever tell you where it did grow? <laughs> Nowhere. In other people's pockets. <laughs> That's where money grows, bro, in other people's pockets. So if you know, where's all the money? It's in other people's pockets. Well, then introduce yourself. Build a relationship. And you're bound to get some of it. Okay, Especially if you're ethical and you have integrity and you're real and you're providing value and you believe in yourself and your product and your service. And you, and you have a mouthpiece. Okay. And you have confidence to speak because there's a lot of people. Well, I don't really feel comfortable being in sales. <laughs> you're in sales. Everybody's in sales. You, you're in sales, period. Like life, you're in sales. Like the day you were born, you were selling somebody on a nipple. Okay. <laughs> Literally. It's true. Okay. You, you, you sold somebody to change your diaper. You sold somebody to go out with you. You sold your kids on cleaning their room. You sold your kids on not eating freaking Cocoa Krispies. Okay. You're selling every day, all day. The difference between a great salesperson and a bad salesperson is the bad one doesn't know they're doing it. Right. So just like, wake up people, you're doing it. So, so learn how to do it. Well, have some belief in yourself and go introduce yourself to people all day, every day. The more hands you shake, the more money you make. Make sense. Absolutely. Like where's, where's the money in other people's pockets. They're everywhere. They're all over Facebook. They're all over social media. Reach out, grab their hand, wait an hour, bring them cookies. Okay. Follow up, email, text, 
Remember them. Call them for three reasons, to console, congratulate, or compliment. And you want to reach out to people to console, congratulate, and compliment. Like you look at somebody's face, I see Matt. I go, is there anything to console him on? Maybe someone just died. Maybe his pet just died. Is there any reason to congratulate him? Oh, he just freaking uh, hit the top 200, man. Um, is, there any, is there any reason to freaking uh, congratulate? What did I say? Congratulate, console. What was the third one? God dang it. Compliment. Just freaking, huh? Compliment. Oh, yeah. Compliment. Can I compliment you? People love to be complimented, man. Right. So, so reach out, build those relationships is what I tell anybody, but you do it. You're a relationship guy. That's what I mean by relationship is the new currency. Every big deal I've done and every small deal I've done came from a relationship. When I started looking at people through, and I know, and I asked Maria this and she told me that you're not a very religious guy. I'm not a religious Who guy. Who said either. that? Maria. Maria said you're not a very religious guy. I'm not a I religious guy that. either. I'm very, I'm very religious. But I am like I'm Jesus. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm telling you, I'm not a religious guy, but Jesus is my hero. I'm a Jesus guy. Like for well, real. Can I like, tell you that that's not his name? Well, Yeshua. I know. Okay, Yeshua. Well, call it, you know, that's like sound calling me Bernie. You know, my <laughs> name ain't Bernie, bro. It's Brad. How come everyone right. calls me by Bernie? I appreciate you saying that. So I'm a big fan of Yeshua, Jesus, because there's no J. Hey, 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 his name's not Jesus. And by the way, let me just tell you, if you look this up, it's true. In the scripture, he says, okay, you'll know my name. My children will know my name. Um, uh, my name is my gift to you and, all, and, and for all that come after you. Sing praises to my name, you know, uh, 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 call upon my name. And then you go, well, what's his name? And the people say, Jesus. Well, guess what? That wasn't his name. So like, if I were everybody listening to this, and it's just my opinion, you, everybody can say whatever they want, but if his name wasn't Jesus, and we know this, we know this, this isn't, this isn't well in your opinion. No, no, no. His name was not that. His name was Yeshua, as you know, which would translate nowadays to Joshua, if you're going to call him anything, but it right. wasn't Jesus. So I don't know why everyone wants to call him by a name that isn't his. He says, call me by my name. So let me ask you, because you're obviously passionate about this. So, but you're so much common sense, and I'm not religious, right? But, but, but I seek, right? But which, by this way, the scripture tells you to seek and ye shall find. Most people just listen, they just agree. Hey, this is what happened. Okay, I'll believe you. Well, seek and ye shall find. And, and I did seek, and guess what I found? What? His name ain't Jesus. But what did you find more than that? Because did you go deeper than just his name? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much more deep. That right there is enough to change people's perspective. Why? He said, call me by my name, give credit to my name, give glory to my name. And his name wasn't Jesus. So you're already, you're already not doing what he's saying just by saying Jesus, because he's saying, call me by my name. That's why if I said, bro, Matt, I'll do your podcast, but dude, you got to call me Brad. And when you tell everybody, my name is Brad. And then we get on here and you say, hey, my buddy Bernie's up, up, up next. <laughs> you keep saying, you keep saying Bernie, dude, I'd either think you're stupid or you're trying to piss me off or either way, dude, you're not doing what I ask. Right. Right. Or right. Wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's the equivalent of what we're doing when we say Jesus. Now, again, I know a lot of Christians and they all say, dude, I've seen demons cast out with the name of Jesus. No, you might have seen demons cast out by the faith that you have in Jesus, 
but it's not the name because that wasn't his name. Anyway, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Let's level no, up. No, I this is so intriguing to me. And I want to say here because you don't talk about this a lot, and I want and I want to because I can tell you've seen a thing or two, whether in the church or out of the church. Do you consider yourself a disciple of Yeshua or a follower of Yeshua? Is he the Lord of your life? Uh, I would say that because I'm so let's say intelligent. Yeah. I would check that box if I were to die right now or be dying right now, because that's the one that I have learned the most about. See, but I'm, I'm seeking like the scripture tells me to do. And when you're seeking, you can't make rash decisions. So, so I've heard the story, but do you, do you also realize that, that that same exact story of the, of the mother of, of the Virgin Mary and all that, you know, that exact same story was told 2000 years prior with the freaking Sumerians. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. 2000 years later, it happened again, exactly the same way. Like you would think the original story is probably more true than the, the, the story after the fact. So it's, 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 it's hard. And, and then, and then the Bible has a lot of contradictions, dude. And it does. And, and there's omissions over the years. Why? I mean, you, most people listen to the King James Version, right? Now, listen to the name of that book. It's the King James Version. Why did, the, why, did, why did he get his own version? Isn't there just one? Why, is it, why does he get a version of it? You know, well, well, that's his version. Well, do you know why he got his own version? Because he was a king. King James. And he didn't like everything that was in the real version. So he modified it. That's a fact. You can look that up. They've omitted chapters. They've omitted things from over the years. And back in the Council of Nicaea, are you familiar with freaking Emperor Constantine in 325? Vaguely, I could tell that you know much more. Well, you, you should look this up and you'll see that it's fact. Well, back, you know, when this dude was emperor, he realized that Rome was not going to stay together. There was 52 different religions. There were Greek mythology there was freaking sun worshipers. There was freaking Nazarenes. And they weren't called Christians back then. They were called mm-hmm. Nazarenes because Jesus, if that's what you want to call him, was from Nazareth. So Jesus of Nazareth followers were Nazarenes. And, and the Nazarenes were the problem to the Jews. And by the way, Jesus was a Jew. Don't you know that? And, and, and Jews don't worship on Sunday. Okay, so guess what? Why would Jesus be worshiping on a Sunday? Well, he wasn't. Okay, and you can look all this up. He didn't. So, so you look at all the rules, you look at all the facts, and what happened in, in 325 is he called all of the, of the basically religions into a meeting, the Council of Nicaea. It was the Nicene Creed they came up with, and Emperor Constantine said, we're going to base it on Jesus because they got a lot of followers. And man, and by the way, this is 300 years after he was crucified. So he... So he basically, you know, they said, we're going to base it on the Nazarenes because, dude, they got a lot of faithful believers. And, you know, uh, we're going to honor this uh, about your religion and we're going to honor that about your religion. So, like, that's why Jesus Christ, we celebrate on December 25th, which is not his birthday. And again, everybody knows that that's a fact. He was not born on December 25th. So guess what? We're just we're celebrating Christmas as his birthday. Well, that wasn't his birthday. That was actually Horus's birthday. Horus, the sun God. 
Do you celebrate Christmas? What's that? Do you celebrate Christmas? Well, again, I celebrate Christmas for gifts and family and love and holiday spirit. I don't celebrate Christmas as Jesus's birthday because it isn't. It isn't. It isn't his birthday. What about Easter, dude? You know why we celebrate Easter? Ishtar. That's Ishtar's freaking holiday, which was basically, are you ready Pagan God, baby. The pagan God. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I love this conversation. you You know what they did on Easter? Didn't they kill people and sacrifice nope. people or something? No, they did not. They f- That's right. To the female god Ishtar, right? Listen, fertility and, and, and war, but but they that's why you see rabbits and eggs for Easter. Yeah. Rabbits yep. and that's eggs true. is fertility. And that's why that's why we symbolize that. We're 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 supposedly uh celebrating the resurrection. He didn't resurrect on a Sunday, first of all. Second of all, that was a pagan god, right? And by the way, one of the script, one of the commandments says, "Thou shalt have no other ones." And here we are celebrating a god's day, not our god. Supposedly, well, there's only one. Well, not if there's only one, then why would God say, "Don't have any other gods before me"? But but at the end of the day, Ishtar supposedly not a not a god of Christianity. Um, right. He they or not he she was about uh, fertility and war. So they, they, they had a lot of orgies in this, in this holiday originally to have a lot of babies. Cause, cause, cause nine months later on Christmas, Horus, the sun God, they sacrificed babies to make Horus satisfied. Apparently you can look that up. That's true. So, so they would celebrate Easter nine months later is what Christmas and that's when all the babies would be born from Easter and they'd sacrifice them to Horus. So on Christmas, that's when they used to kill a bunch of babies in honor of Horus, their sun god. And by the way, why are we celebrating Jesus's birthday on December 25th if that wasn't his birthday? And in fact, it was some weird guy's birthday that wanted baby sacrifice to him. I now, think go look people, that up. No, I think, you know, the, the intentions are well because they want to bring honor to 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 Yeshua and to God. No, dude, listen, and we're being like, deceived and we've been deceived. And the and the scripture tells us that we'll be deceived. The whole world will be deceived. You know that I mean, like seriously, this is fascinating to me because and when did you become like that's this? Like probably, did you- that's probably why Maria said I was not religious, because this sounds like I'm saying it's all bullshit. No, 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 no. I believe in a, in a higher power. I just, and I know we were not made out of primordial. We didn't evolve. I don't believe anyway. So you don't believe in evolution. You don't believe in the big bang theory. If, if that did happen. Okay. God made it happen. In other words, right. you can't create something out of nothing, right? There has to be a creator. It yep. was it, to, 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 to have it be as perfect as it is in the world. Cause it is mighty perfect. We were a little right. bit closer to the sun. We're dead. A little farther away. We're dead. Everything, the oxygen, everything, our lungs, the way we can breathe, the way we can think, the way we cut our skin and it heals the way a female can freaking produce another one inside of her. All of the things that are, that are just a unbelievable, amazing type. Those are what's called, you know, creation. Now, my question would be, if we just evolved over time, right, then how come you don't see the in-between? Like, where's all the monkeys that aren't quite human yet? They're still evolving, aren't they? (laughs) Right. Like, where's the monkey men? 
Like, you know, where, where's, where's the people with the, with still the prehensile tail? Well, it's not going to be there because guess what? I don't personally believe in, in evolution. And if it did happen, it was, it was a flick or a will of a creator. Now think about this, the chances of that being real, Matt evolution mm-hmm. is the, is the same chances of a print shop exploding and in the explosion, a, a book was created with words and everything. And, and it landed out of the explosion. Like, holy, where'd that book come from? The explosion from the print shop. It made the book. Arranged all the letters and words and pages and numbers. And it did it all. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. That's bullshit. Okay, so I'm not believing that. No, I was just going to say, without trying to sound patronizing towards you, because I obviously am a fan and I, I really, I do like you, but I just, you just leveled me up on another area for you that I, you're so unique is that five minutes ago, the Christians who are listening to my podcast got extremely offended. And now the atheists that listen to my podcast just got extremely offended. So where do you line up? Like, did you grow up in church and you saw know, some holes? Bro. That's the thing. But did you did go to church and you're like, eh, that doesn't sound right, Mr. Preacher Man? Like, where did you because you are a seeker, you're a truth seeker. That's it. That's all I'm doing. And so and so until I find the factual answers that satisfy me, I'm just gonna keep seeking and I'm not gonna commit to anything other than if I die. Because supposedly in the scripture, if I die, you will get a chance to say, which one are you taking, bro? Now, now, do I believe that a merciful God is going to throw me in a lake of fire that I'll burn forever? And by the way, forever, eternity, dude, that's a mighty damn long time. How do you throw anybody you love into pain like that? Because they didn't know enough to choose you. Well, you already knew if they were going to choose you, especially if you're omnipotent, right? So like, you know, all the stories make a little sense. They don't all make a lot of sense. And I'm trying to figure it out before I commit to anything like verbally out into the world. Why? Because if I start telling people what I think and being influential, you're, you're going to influence people. Right. So I don't want to influence someone off the right one or the, to the wrong one. I just want to seek until I find the own answer. And when I'm confirmed, when I, when I'm for, you know, confident in my, in my findings, that's when I'll tell you what I believe. But I said, if I were a betting man, I'd bet for Jesus. Why? Well, because I do believe that that happened. I just, I just need some more details to figure out what God wants because everybody thinks Jesus is God, bro. Jesus isn't God. God is the one who resurrected Jesus. Now, people want to say, oh, they're one and the same. Okay, then why did Jesus on the cross look up and say, why are you doing this, basically? I have your answer. No, no, no. He looked up and said, why have you forsaken me? Who's he talking to, himself? The Father. Who? The Father. Yahweh. That's right. So so they're, so they're not the same. Do you want the Jesus, answer? Jesus is our chosen king. You're not coming to me unless you go through him. Okay, good. That's our leader. You appointed our king and our leader and our savior, and you definitely want to respect him. But is it God? Well, they're one and the same. They're not, because because if they were, he wouldn't have asked, why have you forsaken me? So you're correct. The, The Yahweh or Yahuwah, that's the big guy. Now, the Ten Commandments says, 
The Ten Commandments say, listen to me. Thou shalt not take my name in vain, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think vain means? You if you look me? up the very, very beginning definition of the word vain, it means to make meaningless or useless. You understand? Yep. It doesn't mean anything other than to make meaningless or useless. Now, let me ask you a question, Matt. You're a mm-hmm. smart dude. How much more meaningless and useless can you make a name worse than anything than just not using it? That's a great point because he holds his word above his name. Like the, your name is very, very important. His is. You're right. He it's keeps talking identity. about it. He wants you to call upon it. He wants you to sing praise to it. He wants you to tell everybody about it. Uh, it's pretty important to him. Do and you, by the way, his name, for those of you that don't know it, is, and by the way, how you, like you said, Yahweh, Yahuwah, it's how you pronounce it, but his name is the same. And it's not Yeshua, that's Jesus. It's Yahuwah or Yahweh or Yahovah or who, whatever. But, and by right. the way, people say Elohim, he's got a million names. He right. doesn't have a million names. He was freaking referred to by a million names, but his name he gave us over 7,000 times in the freaking, you know, scriptures. He used, to, it used to be everywhere, but they, they took it out and they put, they replaced it with God and Lord. And, and by the way, a capital Lord is where his name was. And a, a capital L lowercase O-R-D is, is, is a title. So like, that's how they determined where his name was. If you look in a Bible, you'll see some capitalized Lords and some capitalized gods. And then you'll see ones that aren't all caps, wherever there was caps, that's where his name was. And so when you hear the scripture, the Lord is, uh, I am the Lord and that is my name. And I will share my glory with no one. My name is the Lord. Okay. His name isn't the Lord. That's what he said in the scripture. My name is the Lord. No, it isn't. It used to say, my name is Yahuwah. Yeah. That is my name. And I'll share my name with no one. He didn't say no one, but my son that's going to come out and hear in a little bit, like me and him, that's it. He said, I'll share my name with no one, which means that's his name, Yahuwah. And that's the name you're supposed to call upon, according to the scripture anyway. Again, this is just what I've, I'm, I'm learning. I don't, I'm not claiming this. I'm not, I'm not you know, no, we're having a conversation. Anybody. Yeah. I just don't want anybody to act like, holy, this is the facts, because I'm still investigating. But this is what I'm learning. So anyway, at the end of the day, listen, listen, I might have just saved your internal life by saying this. But listen, there's going to be, like you said, a lot of Christians offended by it. And listen, this is what I want you guys to understand. Listen, don't be offended because he says to speak. You hear me, Matt? Oh, yeah, I love it, by the way. He says to seek, I'm doing as I'm told. Are you, or have you just listened and agreed and followed? Are you doing what he's saying? Because he's saying to use his name and that ain't his name. So guess what? You can hate on me all you want, but your hate isn't what counts. I'm more worried about his. Let's go. Hey, and you should be too, Christians. And by the way, Christians aren't followers of Jesus. They're called Nazarenes. Okay. We, we got the name Christian by somebody else, which used to be Cretan. Okay. They didn't like Nazarenes. So they called them Cretans. And if you go look at Cretans, it boils down to a derogatory term. 
That's a fact too. I have so now, many things I want to ask you right now. The, uh, one thing I want to say, I, I felt led to tell you is, do you know why God needs an eternity with you? Have you ever, cause you said eternity, that's a long freaking time. Have you ever know? Did anyone ever tell you why God needs an eternity with you? You're going to love this because it's going to take an eternity for him to pull everything out of Bradley that he put in Bradley. That's a mic drop moment. It's going to take an eternity for God to pull everything out of Bradley that he put in Bradley. When Bradley was an idea before he was even created, before Bradley was born, God had an idea of Bradley and liked it. So he said, B. That's a that's that's something to think about. Hey, by the way, B, B, okay, B, B. That's when 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 he was on when when uh, oh Moses went up to Olive and says, "Hey, who who do I say sent me?" Yeah, you know, he wasn't talking to Jesus. By the way, he's talking to Yahuwah. And, and by the way, if you go read that part of the scripture, okay, Moses is on the mountain. There's a fire, a bush fire and a voice comes out. Now, if we can, if we can believe a fire in a bush on the side of a mountain is, is given magical tablets to bring down and all you, you can believe all that. Well, why, why is it so hard to believe that maybe somebody lied to you along the way? I mean, these, the, the, the King James version was written in the 1500s, bro. Like, you know, the 1500s, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, guess what? 500 years before that, it was only year 1000, 500 years before that, it was only freaking 500 couple hundred years before that it was 325 and there was 52 religions mythologists sun worshipers nazarenes jewish like there was 52 of them and the whole thing was crumbling and so emperor constantine came together and said folks listen to me if we don't come up with one damn story we're going to kill each other and this place is going to fall and that ain't happening under my watch so what we're going to do is we're all going to agree to a one religion and when we leave here if you don't agree with a, with us, we're going to kill you. So do you believe? What, hey, listen, and that's what happened. So they had the meeting. They made the agreement. The Council of Nicaea made the count. The Nicaean Creed was Christianity is the real thing. And by the way, that's the Roman church that made all that up. But but Christianity is is the new thing. And then the the, the Christian, the, the, the Inquisition was after that. They would they they left that meeting and they started killing anybody that wasn't a Christian. That what that didn't adopt their theory. And you know why they had to kill a lot of people because everybody knew that that was just a made up thing. Why? Well because, you know, Joshua uh, doesn't doesn't uh 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 worship on on Sunday. Why why is this new Christianity worshiping on Sunday? That's not right. And and people knew it because they were there. So, so they didn't believe, they didn't believe. And so they started killing, you, you go read your history books. Mm. And so they started killing everybody who didn't buy in and didn't believe and said anything to anybody. They'll kill you. So they started killing everybody. Well, guess what happens if a hundred years of killing anyone that mentioned that this story was bullshit, what would happen? Well, pretty soon there'd be nobody talking or nobody living that knew the truth. Yes or no? Yeah. So do you believe in the Bible? In Not the, the Bible, because the Bible was man-made. I believe in the scriptures. I believe in the writings. I believe in 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 you know Dead Sea Scrolls. So you don't you don't believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you never believe mentioned, it's never mentioned in the Bible, by the way? That word Trinity what, is never mentioned in the Bible. So what about in the Word of God, in the Bible, where it says, Let us 
create man in our image? How would you explain that one? I don't. I'm I'm still seeking. Show okay. me the scripture. Let's look it up. Let's let's look at it. I've never even heard it. Let us what? Let us make it. So it's in Genesis when God's okay, going to listen. Creation. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Where are you reading it? What year was that Bible printed? Well, it's in all the. the then how do you know version. it says, let us make. How do you know you weren't reading Aramaic or Sanskrit when it was written? Maybe he said, let I decided to make this. And then someone translated a million years later and they said, oh, I think it means let us make. You know, maybe it's just a translation. I don't know. But that's an interesting concept. And that's what I mean by there's contradictions. Right. In the beginning was God. Right. And the word was God. Right. Right. And the word was with God. What does that mean? So do you so do you believe in uh, Yahuwah when he walked the earth, healed the sick, casted out demons? Yes. Blind people. So do you believe he did that as a prophet filled with God's anointing? Yeah, I believe that. I believe he did that as the chosen son, the only begotten son. And by the way, we're all his sons, right? He was the only begotten son. And if you look up the word begotten, go look up the word. And a lot of people say, well, what, what, what do the words go to do with it? Guys, <laughs> right. words matter, man. Words, words matter. are powerful. Words are magical. That's why we spell them. You're yeah. casting spells on yourself and others when you talk. That's why if you knew the power of your tongue, you would hold it more often. Let's go. That's why he says the power of life and death is in your tongue. Come on, Eli. Are you feeling this? It's so good. Come on, this is, Eli. Hey, this is the type of interview Brad's never done before. Everyone right. wants to talk about sales with Brad, which is great. He's right. the best at it. This is different. I love this. Yeah. I don't know if you love it, Brad, but I love it. Do you love it? Dude, I just like having conversations with smart people. So, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> now, I may not like the backlash from your audience. But again, that's why I was trying to tell the Christians, look, I'm not a non-Christian. I just know that I just did a little researching and I'm seeking. So guess what? I'm finding things. You should go seek too. That's what he wants. That's what he told us to do. So don't be mad at me. And then the atheists that want to act like there's no God. I don't know why you'd be mad. Like if there's no God, who cares? But, but, but if there is a God, you're in trouble. So at the end of the day, personally, I think the God is, is a kind uh, uh, force. And I don't think when you die, it, he's so pissed off that you didn't find him because it's not choose him. It's find him. What if you've been your whole life and nobody ever told you the truth and you ended up like a, a, a Buddhist and, and you totally believed that was the truth. Well, the real God is going to, the, the, the Yahoo Yah- is going to hate you because your parents taught you wrong. Dude, if we're all his children, he's not going to hate us like that. So I do think there's some mistruths in some of these religions. So when people say, are you religious? No, I'm not religious. Okay. But I do believe. Why? Well, because because I do believe in a higher power. I'm just not religious. Like the Catholic church was built on Peter. Okay. Why would you build a church on, on, on a follower of Jesus? You would not. And that's not what's what was supposed to happen. Jesus was talking. Peter said, hey, we're going to save you from the people coming to kill you because Jesus basically told Peter, hey, they're going to come, you know, grab me and murder me. And he says, we won't let that happen. And Jesus responded. You know what he said? To To Peter? Peter? On this rock? I'm going to build my church? Nope. He said, get behind me, Satan. Oh, yeah. Get behind me, Satan. You do not know the things of the God. You speak things of flesh. 
That's right, because he had the balls to say, we won't let them hurt you. Dude, if you really believe I'm your God and I am an all-powerful God, you've got the balls to say to me, you're not going to let other humans hurt me. Who are you? So he knew that was Satan talking. Get behind me, Satan. So then he said, listen, what'd you tell everybody? And they and he said, well, I told everybody you were the son of man and blah, 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 blah. And he said, and on that pebble, which meant truth, on that truth, on that stone, we will build my church. On the truth, not Peter. See, you have read the Bible. You're, 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 there's certain things that you're really passionate about and certain things that you're dismissing. For instance, you're passionate about the conversation Jesus had with Peter, but you are dismissive on the let us make God in our or man in I'm our not image. dismissive. I've never read it. Should pull it up. Like, where, where is it? Where do I find it? What's, it's Genesis. It's, I want to say it's Genesis 2. Might be one. Eli's pulling it up right now. This is a fascinating conversation. I've I've watched a hundred Brad Lee interviews. Not one person has ever talked about this with him. I love it. Well, is yeah. Maria listening? Uh, I don't know. Maria. I hope Maria's yeah. proud. I yeah, love Maria. All right. Hey, so, so this is so, Genesis. So while, he's, while he's pulling that up, we what else it. do you want to talk about? Uh, I am going to get to sales if you want to. I'm going to kind of you know, follow your lead on how long I can keep you. But this is Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle. But he does say, let us. But then, like you said, you got to, you know, if you pick apart the translation, or but all of them across the board say, let us. So that's the big. Okay, so who's he, who's he talking about? Is he talking to the spirit? Is he talking to the Holy Spirit? Is he talking to himself? Well, okay. Got- and, by, and by the way, and by the way, so so the people that say uh, Jesus is God and they're all one, mm-hmm. if they're all one, that just proves that they're not all one because he said, let us. Right. I mean, okay. we would believe, I believe Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, so so again, in that book, if that's Genesis, that's the beginning. That means there was no Jesus Christ yet, correct? The man of Jesus, that is correct. He did not exist. Okay, so so what that might lead me to believe, if he says, let us, is that he and his little team mm-hmm. was, was getting ready to create the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you asking or telling? <laughs> no, no I, I said, based on what that says, if it's accurate, if someone confirmed back by going back to Aramaic or whatever it was originally written in, and that someone said that is what it meant, well, then I would say that there was more than God that created the world. It would, it would be multiple some things were there. Why? Well, because he said, let us create this in this image. Who's he talking to? Right. Who does he mean by us? It wasn't him. You don't say let us unless there's other entities and beings. Right. So when you when you study it, it you know the God spoke the word, the Holy Spirit did the work. Right? So it said the Holy Spirit breathed on, you know, the word of God breathed and the Holy Spirit moved and created the waters and separated the Who sea. Who made the Holy the Spirit, God? Yeah. Okay, well, so God so, well, three, so the God three and one. said let there be light. And Three and one. Good, and it was good. Right. And he said, he said, um, give praise to my name. Mm-hmm. What's his name? 
Yahweh. Ask most people, and you know what they'll say? God. God isn't a name, it's a title. <laughs> right. Okay? And, and by the way, he says, my children will know my name. Amen. What is that? My children will know my name. And so that's all I started looking at is when I saw that, I'm like, dude, I better know his name. If I think I'm going to be one of his children or I'm going to go claim it because you don't want to be claiming some, 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 you know, you don't want to claim a set that you don't belong to. You end up getting whacked. Well, I'm not going to go claim I'm his son and I have a relationship with him and I don't even know his name. That, that would be like, that would be like you coming into Lightspeed going, yeah, me and Bra- me and me and that dude go way back. Where is he? And they say who? And you, and you're like, Barney, no one would believe you knew me. Right. And Let me you, ask they'd, you. Say, they'd say, do you mean Brad? You'd be like, I'm not interested in Brad. I, I need Barney. And no one would connect us. Why? Cause they know me and you don't. So if you don't know somebody, you don't know their name. So, so I think it's important to know his name. Anyway, somebody can convince me. Otherwise I just, I just need to see it and read it and and discuss it. Last question about this. And then I promise I'll move on, but I'm genuinely curious. Have you personally ever had an experience with God? Has God ever healed you? Have you ever prayed for something or, or have you ever had that Holy spirit moment where you just weeped or cried or confessed your sins? Have you ever had an experience with God? And the reason I asked that, because for me, that was the game changer when I did things one way and invited God in and, and things changed. Have you ever had that experience or no? Dude, my entire life, my entire existence. Your entire, ever since you were a kid, the goods and bads all the way to now. The, the second I was freaking conceived or probably even before that, mm-hmm. all of it is thanks to God, first of all. And second of all, today is thanks to God. And today is like, oh my God, look, look at the work he's doing. I got to wake up. He's given me another day. Well, guess what? Some, some robber comes into my house, blows my head off. I didn't wake up today. Mm. Dude, I'm grateful for just the day. Now, when you say, uh, it, it sounds like what you're asking, if you haven't had any real spiritual right. miracle things type happen. Totally. Believe, but what you just I, said is, is profound. Like for yeah, real, like, I, we take dude, that for granted. I believe everybody, you know, has an angel appointed to them upon birth. Right. When you when you when you have to come down here and put in your time, man, you, you have an angel appointed to you. And 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 uh, there's some people, not a lot, but some are, are so bad and, and, and not good people that their angels get reassigned and, and or and or leave them. And then they're not they don't have any protection. Now, I have four. I think they gave me four of them. Why? And explain, please. This because nothing can touch me. Like nothing can touch me. But meaning nothing, what? Meaning, meaning there's four angels around me protecting me. How do you know that? Talking to me. Um, I just, I just believe, you believe it. Believe. Hey, I just believe it. That's all. I have four. Why? Dude, look at me. Look at everything in the world. Look at look at the, the 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 health and the family and the kids and the and the and the and the success and the friends and the freaking ability to see and smell and taste and walk and freaking like, dude. Somebody loves me a lot, right? You know what I'm saying? And so I think, dude, 
listen, I've been in situations where I should have been killed. I, I, I've been in situations where, I mean, dude, plane, planes that I thought for sure were going down, dude, um, I almost drowned a couple times. Um, I, when I was freaking two years old, dude, I drank turpentine oh my God. out from underneath the sink and literally got rushed to the hospital as and, and on arrival was pronounced dead and freaking boom came back, you know, got resuscitated miraculously. Did your um, mom or dad say, you know, God brought you back or, you know, like, did they, no. did you, I obviously told you the story. Like, no, we weren't, again, I didn't grow up real religious. My grandmother was pure Spanish. So she was Catholic. Mm-hmm. And apparently before my grandma was Catholic, my grandfather was Mormon. And so, uh, she turned a Mormon Catholic and then the, and then, uh, my grandma, you know, took us to church a couple times, which was always a Catholic church. Um, but we weren't really required. We didn't talk about it and it wasn't really, you know, prayer and all this and all that. So how did you get uh, your revelation of God? If it wasn't taught to you, cause you do have a revelation of, of God. Like you, you know who you are, you know, you have a destiny. I mean, you just said that there's four angels around me, which I'm curious about that. Cause four is a very specific number. You didn't say three, you didn't say two or five. You said four, like, well, that's cause how? I'm fully surrounded. Sometimes dude, some bad shit can come people's way. And I think I'm assigned four. So nothing can harm me. <laughs> you say it like cheekily, but you really do believe that. Well, yeah. Like, like for example, dude, one time, one time I didn't have any money. I was in LA and I, and I was, I would basically why I would go to this, uh, Zuma beach and sleep on the beach because I had nowhere else to go. And the beach sounded like a good place to freaking crash. Mm-hmm. It makes common sense. Right. So, so someone says to me one time on a podcast, dude, what did you do when you hit rock bottom? And I sat there to try to think about rock bottom. I wanted to give them a real answer. And I, and I, and I said, you know, I've never really hit rock bottom. Like, I don't know what it feels like to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. He said, well, dude, what do you mean? I said, well, I've never hit rock bottom, dude. He said, you were homeless on the beach. And I said, you think that's rock bottom? Wow. Dude. Your perspective, man, is everything. And your yeah, but dude, do you think sleeping on a beach, brother, <laughs> is rock bottom? You are either an entitled or something. Like, how is that rock bottom? I can talk about a thousand things worse than that. Are you kidding me? Your imagination only goes to sleeping on a beach. Oh my God. Were you all, when did you become the way you are? Like, was it 14 and I had this experience or six? Like you weren't like this at 12, dude. Well, (laughs) you know, what's crazy, dude, is I don't know, you know, maybe at two years old, when, 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 uh, I when came died back. and came back, yeah. maybe the same spirit didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Maybe whatever I was at two years old did die. And then a new one jumped in and said, I'll take it from here, chief. <laughs> Woo! Who knows? So like at, at six and seven years old, first and second grade was Bradley walking into, you know, Mrs. Hennessy's class saying like, Hey guys, let's open up these freaking math books. And I'm going to show you what's going like, were you this way? Well, to in second grade, it wasn't Mrs. Hennessy. It was Mrs. Bassett. And, and, and they would allow me to drink international foods, Irish mocha cream coffee 
So I would sleep in the back of the, the back of the class and not disturb everybody. Because if I didn't, if I didn't get put to sleep with coffee, I would, I would disrupt the entire classroom. I'd make fart noises. They, they couldn't get anything done. So they, instead of kicking me out of school, Miss Bassett was awesome. She got permission from my parents to, who, by the way, they wanted to put me on Ritalin. And, and my parents said, of course not. And thankfully, because now you hear about all that Ritalin. Jeez, that totally. So, so, so uh, anyway, but they gave me coffee so I could sleep in class. How about that? That's an oxymoron because coffee keeps you awake. But for Brad Lee, it puts him to sleep. <laughs> Coffee's his kryptonite. He's drinking coffee right now. Are you going to go to sleep? Well, this is, this is a, a keto cream fat coffee. I'm getting ripped, bro. You are. You told me that when I saw you last week in person. I offered you the cookies. You're like, I'll give these to my wife and kids. But as for me, and then he flexed the guns, Eli, because I'm getting after it. I like that. When did you um, when did you really know sales is my thing? I have a knack for this. I can close better than anybody. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but at six and a half, I'm in first or second grade and they give me a box of candy bars to go sell to my, you know, they want you to bring the 24 candy bars home and sell it to your friends and family and then bring the empty or the the remainders that you couldn't sell back to the school. And, you know, they made money. They, they, they pimped us basically. Yep. So, so there was the world's finest chocolate. So I, I brought it home and we were from a kind of blue collar middle-class family. So there wasn't a lot of buy-in of my candy bars. And so I walked out the house and started knocking on doors. And after about the three or fourth, you know, neighbor, you know, as I'm cruising down the street, I basically just put the box behind my back and I knocked on the door and the lady, it, it was a Chinese lady, uh, uh, opened the door and I said, do you have the phone number to the good, to a good roof repairman? And they what? said, what? And I said, do you have the phone number to a good roof repairman? Because when you taste one of these, you're going to go through the roof. No way. Let's and, go. And that, and that, and, and they started buying boxes at a time instead of candy bars at a time. And I, and I, and I went and got more candy bars and I went and got more candy bars and the school was like, what are you doing? And, and they basically gave me all the candy bars that all the other kids couldn't sell. And they just couldn't believe that I would, I kept coming back empty handed. <laughs> they thought I was eating them, but I had the money and they were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just knocking on doors you know, down the street and, and selling candy bars. They go, well, keep selling them. So basically I just kept selling them until I was out of candy bars. I had no more candy bars to sell. And the school basically said, we've never in the history of the school sold all the candy bars the company has shipped us. This is crazy. And they gave me a little plaque. So I knew uh, in retrospect that I had some skill early, but I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. Like, hey man, I'm a salesman. I just, right. thought, you know, I did well with the candy bars. Now, at 17, what made me really cement into sales is I got a job. Everyone told me to get a real job. Right. So I, I got a job with the U.S. Forest Service, right, in Oregon, the state of Oregon. We, there's a lot of forest fires up there. So they wanted me to go fight forest fires, I thought, anyway. So anyway, I sign up. I think I'm going to fight forest fires. I'm telling all the people in the world that, you know, I'm a badass. I'm going to go fight forest fires. I could picture myself up in the mountains with a flannel shirt and soot on my face, right? With a wolf by my side, saving eagle eggs. But guess what? I get up there and that's not what's happening at all. Okay. I'm no hero, bro. I get off the bus and they're like, pick up that 20 pound backpack filled with water and go squirt on the stumps 
that are smoldering so it doesn't restart the fire and the real heroes need to come back and put it out again. So just go squirt on the stumps. They called it a piss bag. Go squirt on the stumps, Lee. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so whatever. I get the big old backpack and I'm going up the mountains and down the mountains, dude. And I'm telling you, it's freaking tough work. And there's poison oak everywhere. And if you've never yeah. had poison oak, it's like scratchy and miserable. So I get this little freaking patch of poison oak right here. I go up. I'm like, dude, listen, I might not be able to come in for a little while, dude. I got poison oak. <laughs> the guy opens his shirt covered in poison oak. He says, it's oh. part of the job, Lee. Get back out there. I said, are you out of your freaking mind? You think I'm going to get covered in poison oak for your stupid $20 an hour? You must be <laughs> nuts. I quit. I had to sit in the old beat up bus for eight hours until the rest of the crew got done. And then, and then we rode down the hill. Uh, and I never went back and I said, screw that. So the next day I knew I had to work or I'd be in big trouble. So I opened up the newspaper and saw an ad said, come sell cars. We need car salesmen. Wow. So I showed up there. Next thing you know, bro, they're like, go pick out a car. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh yeah. When you, when you work here as a salesman, you get to drive one of the cars. It's called the demo. I'm like, dude, I get a car. They're like, yeah, you get a car. I'm like, That's any awesome. car out there, there's trans ams out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go grab, go grab a key to that one right there. And I'm like, Dude, they just handed me a Trans Am. I'm in a freaking nice pair of clothes. I'm smelling like cologne. I got lotion. My hands are freaking smooth. I'm not in pain up in the mountains, breathing in ash, getting sticks in the eye and poison oak everywhere. And I'm like, oh, dude, this sales thing's cool. In the first month, dude, I started crushing and crushing and crushing and crushing and making more money than I would have made anyway. And I made more money than my whole family. And I'm like, dude, this where it's at. So that's how I started really liking sales. Before I let you, because I, I feel like we're kind of getting close and I, you know, I don't want you to. Like I said, leave. dude, I go when I want to go. So you keep talking as long as you want. When you're ready to go, let's go. I freaking love you, man. Um, so many salespeople today, so many sales gurus. What, what's, why are, why are certain people in sales weak and certain people in sales strong? Why are the same 10 guys at the poker table every year? Why are the same people in the top 10? Why do companies have to incentivize with stupid markers and different margins and little incentives to inspire the weak? How do you take someone weak and make them strong? Well, that's very easy, my friend. Let's use, let's use a very easy analogy for people to understand. Why are black belts consistently able to beat out of the white belts? Why? Why are the black belts always the ones winning the matches? Well, dude, because, because they practice. They, they take it seriously. They understand that there is a way to win. There is a way to influence people on purpose. There is a way to sell. There are techniques. There are steps. There are things you can do that if you don't know how to do them, you're defenseless in an, in a, in an argument. You're defenseless in a debate or in a selling situation. You don't understand human behavior. You don't, under, you, don't, you don't allow human behavior to help you. You don't even realize it's happening. You walk up. You don't look at people in the eye because you freaking don't like yourself or you think, you know, you, there's, you got a mental issue, obviously, and, and now you're doing poorly in sales. Well, well, why do you think? Well, because, dude, sales is ultimately 
the transfer of trust, right? Mm-hmm. If I walk, if I walk into 7-Eleven, dude, I don't need to trust the dude behind the counter. But right. if I'm going to look for a car and I already know what I want and, and me and you meet and I like you, you're not selling me, bro. I'm here to buy a car. Right. I'm here to buy a house. I'm looking for a house. Matt, can you help me? Yep. I got okay, you. Okay, cool, man. Cool. Hey, hey, dude, uh, can 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 did, but, but, see it's not really sales. Okay, so what is selling if 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 we by definition? Well, by definition, obviously, I I'm I I could be called a salesman when I'm taking orders. To me, a salesperson takes orders. You can be in sales just by a choice. You don't have to be, you know, uh, 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 a miracle worker. What you're talking about are why are there closers and then salespeople? Salespeople are the ones that you said are weak. Okay. There's strong salesmen and there's weak salesmen. No, I think there's salesmen and then there's closers. There you go. Now the closers are the ones that are, get really, really good of turning no's into yeses. And that's what I kind of teach people to do is, is number one, have some confidence, believe in yourself. Cause Dude, if someone told me, listen, Brad, I'll give you anything you want, man. Just teach me how to sell and how to close and how to persuade and how to influence and how to do everything. Believe it or not, what I teach people is, listen, if you really want to, if you really want to be killer at sales, stop selling. Okay. Amen. Start building relationships. Okay. Start worrying about whether or not you can help an individual. Quit worrying about selling them anything. So if you really want to be the best salesperson, stop selling. Okay. Now people go, what, what does that mean? What are you talking about? I'm trying to sell. Okay. If you want to sell, don't sell. Okay. Build relationships, learn to listen. Okay. Get a little confidence in yourself too, because the first thing you need to sell is yourself. Mm-hmm. And most people can't even sell themselves, which is why they are weak. They can't even sell themselves, dude. But they get into sales because they like what they're seeing the top closers do and they want that life, even though. And they'll find it if they truly want it, because if you truly want it, you're not going to quit. And if you don't quit, you'll eventually learn or reach out to someone like me or somebody that knows how to do it. And by the way, obviously knows how to do it. In other words, dude, don't learn from a sales trainer that doesn't have anything. (laughs) Right. If you're an expert at sales, dude, you are rich, period. So if you're listening to anybody teaching you sales that is not rich, I would question their ability to sell. Why? Wow. Well, because, dude, every kick-ass salesperson in the world is rich, period. For sure, huh? Who's the best, best, best closer salesman, whatever you call it, that you've ever seen or that you think has existed in the history of sales. You already, know, you already know it's me. Come on. <laughs> why is it you? I want to know. Why is it you? I think I've just got a way of, of, of making complex things seem easy. And I got a way of, of, of motivationally inspiring people to make decisions and, and use logic. And when you use logic, it's hard to lose. One thing that happened to me recently in my sales company, um, that really ticked me off and I'm still getting through this is I've, I've constantly been one of the top guys uh, in my company, Heartland payroll. Recently there was a company trip that I had qualified for the entire time. They added these kickers 
that on certain months, people would get five and six times the actual value that it brought to the company. Yep. And it, it elevated, in my opinion, for lack of better terms, the weaker salesmen to get up and compete with the bigger salesmen. And it was at the cost. It, it you know, might have inspired weaker salesmen to think they can compete, but I feel like it was at the cost of the motivation of their strong people. Do you believe it? Do you believe in those kickers and all that stuff and incentives? Well, yes, but, but in your example, you're correct. They, they incentivized incorrectly. And a lot of companies do this. They, they, they want things to happen. Like they wanted more sales on those days. So they didn't mean to disincentivize or, or to piss off and junk out the good ones. And they're not trying to help the weak ones. They, they're trying to get something to happen. So those incentives are, hey, listen, let's make it five, six times because these days are generally slow and maybe that'll pick up sales for the day. So, hey, you get five, six times sales because the good ones can, can take advantage of that too, not just right. the weak ones. So, so, but the problem with, with companies is they're incentivizing weakness. Like for example, if, if I drive as a, as a business owner with marketing a thousand people into a, 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 a sales environment, right? I drive a thousand customers to your company mm-hmm. and you have some average sales that talk to a hundred and close 10. And then you, and then you, and then you look at a guy who's really good. He builds solid relationships. He talked to three and sold three and you got a top award for the person who sold the most. Who's the better employee in those two scenarios? The guy that closed 100% of the people he talked to or the guy that's closing 10% of the people he talked to? The guy that freaking is building relationships for long-term survival of your brand Mm -hmm. or the guy that pissed off 85 of them? (laughs) Right. Which one's better and more valuable? The guy with the relationships. But he only sold three and you just spiffed the that's pissing off all your customers. Like, dude, companies are incentivizing people incorrectly. They don't mean to do it, but they're doing it. So instead of instead of incentivizing how many you sold, incentivize how many you closed out of how many you talked to. Incentivize the people that didn't take floor traffic. Like if you can sell your own customer today, you're worth way more than the guy that sold 10. Why? Because, dude, you didn't cost me money. You went out and found me money. You just incentivize different and you'll get the result you're really looking for. But a lot of people, you know, I just want to sell a bunch. So I'm going to spiff the guy who sells the most. But the guy that sells the most or the girl that sells the most isn't always the best. Uh, uh, it isn't always the best. You got to look at numbers. You got to break down the analytics. You got to check your key performance indicators and be sure that they're good. And then those will tell you who who's who's worth keeping and duplicating. And then what do they do with the great ones? They turn them into managers, which is stupid. Right. And by the way, just because you're a kick-ass salesman doesn't mean you'll be a kick-ass manager. What if you're a below-average salesman and you become a manager? Because that happens a lot, too. Well, I've never seen – I'm not real familiar with that. Usually, the, the management you know, stuff I saw was when you know they kicked ass. They kicked ass, boom, they made him a sales manager. They kicked ass, boom, they made him a general sales manager. They kicked ass, boom, they made him a general manager. Right. I never saw a bunch of weak sucks rise up through the ranks. <laughs> who uh, who does your company use for payroll? Are you with the paychecks, Paylocity. ADPs? Over? Paylocity, we talked about that. So uh, so I've told you before, I work for Heartland Payroll. So whoever sold you at Paylocity, they, got, they get a nice base salary, and then they get a one-time commission. 
Do you like the idea of us at Heartland? We get paid a residual based off of retention. So everything that we do is driven off customer service, you know, not necessarily sales. That's what I love about our company and what makes the sales process different. Cause we, you know, we have a vested interest, you know, if Lightspeed was our client, like, you know, aside from it being, you know, Bradley's company, just the, the average client, you know, we're incentivized to keep them happy. And that's always been the game changer for us, which I love. Do you pay a uh, go ahead? Well, I mean, I don't know how you keep a customer happy. Uh, Paylocity, we didn't, no one sold us. I think we called them because of some ad because we wanted a payroll company to handle it. <laughs> so we called them. They told us what they did. They told us how much it is. We said, okay. And we've been paying it for however many years. Like there's no, I don't know of a rep with Paylocity. No one's keeping us happy. How do you keep me happy? Oh my gosh. See, now this has turned into a sales call, Eli. <laughs> Write this down. Can Matt Rogers close Bradley? This is exciting. No. Um, so how do you keep a customer happy? You build a relationship with them like you and I, I are doing. Like, right what now. is that? What does that mean? When I was running car dealerships and advertising agencies were trying to keep me happy, they would freaking give me front row seats to fights. They'd freaking you know, give you trips all around the world. They freaking do contests where you won 10 grand in cash, a brand new watch and, you know, top earners award that went to Hawaii with your family. Like to me, Oh, that's keeping me happy, but just doing what you sold me. Like that's expected, bro. I, I I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be unhappy if, right. if your services work. Do you guys have like your employee benefits, health insurance and all that? Like does Playocity provide that or do they just do the deductions or do you not know? Well, I don't really know for sure, but I, I know that they don't do it because we offer 401ks uh, or 401k ben, uh, Benny's uh, from dental division to like, we, we give good benefits here. So there's some company uh, that, that we use. And I think we just switched uh, last in the last six months to another company. And I don't handle that. I don't, I don't, this one i'm like is it better they're like yeah i'm like go ahead yeah so again, i should talk heart, i should talk to that better? person dude yeah. I'll, I'll give you i'll give you my paylocity business the question is is, is heartland better 100 percent. and if it is why so am i telling you this right now or am i you, are you, you gonna send me, me, off, me off your podcast i don't think people want to hear you try to sell me when it ain't even a sell i'd be a lay down dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's definitely something we could talk about because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, care. I don't care who does it, dude. I don't prefer paylocity. And this is, and this is a lesson to all you people listening relationships, kids, right. relationships. Like I didn't know I'm going to buy a stupid paylocity freaking competitor. And by the way, I never heard of Heartland. I did heard of paylocity. So Heartland could be huge and 10 times better. And guess what? Best known beats best all day long. Let's go. Okay, so guys, go out and shake some hands. Stop by and give them some cookies. And guess what? Don't worry about selling. And we'll sell. <laughs> I love it, man. That's why you're the best. Um, I just keep it real, Matt, as you know. You do. Talk to me about long-term like investments, people that are looking for something. Obviously, I feel like... We're at the craps table right now and everybody's winning. The market's good. Crypto's going through the ceiling. Like it, you could buy anything or do anything right now. Real estate's at an all-time high. 
I feel like we're at the craps table and sooner or later it's going to bust. Like we can't win like this, this long. What are you doing? What are you focusing on? Are you a big crypto guy, real estate guy, 401k guy? What's the answer or what's the play for you? Dude, I'm weird. I'm not like everybody really. And I don't focus on, you know, this cannot last, you know, right. what's going on. I, I focus on, holy shit, I like this. This is good. We're making tons of money. Let's make some more. Come on, let's keep going. And guess what? When it ends, I'll worry about it. And then I'll figure out what to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anticipating some big crash and all shit. I'm not a futurist. Like, dude, when it crashes, let me know. You know, they used to say, dude, they're going to raise taxes and they're going to kill us all. All right. Well, let me know when that happens. Until then, let's roll. And by the way, they're going to raise taxes. Dude, do you know that back in the day, some tax brackets were 92%? Dude, our taxes are actually lower than they've ever been historically. And everybody keeps saying they're going to raise our taxes. Dude, listen, make more money. Whining, dude. Like, quit, quit focusing on the. Shit. You know what are you gonna do? This can't possibly take. You know, and by the way, I do know the reason why all this money's floating around is because, in case you didn't know, we printed trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. We just made it up and gave it out. The PPP loans were given out, dude. People got million dollar loans, and they say. Don't worry. You don't have to pay us. Dude, that's an infusion of a million dollars into the economy. Where'd that money go? Okay. That money went to people. Okay. So at the end of the day, they printed trillions of dollars. No wonder everything's going crazy. Well, it's not going to stay crazy if they don't keep printing trillions of dollars, which they won't. But the people that are smart, they're going to make money and they're going to continue to prosper so, like, don't worry about the ones that aren't. Worry about prospering right now. It's prosperous. Let's go. What's been your, because, I mean, you're such a positive guy. Even you just said, like, no, I don't think about the future. I don't think about what if I fail. I don't think about this. Wh- what has been, if you could be, you know, transparent and vulnerable enough, that has been your big failure to where you're like, crap. And did you want to quit? And did you quit something like, I know we heard about the story of you up in the mountains getting poison oak, but was there anything like you took a shot and missed and you're like, crap, how am I going to recover from this? How did you rally? What was that experience? Well, yes, I failed at a lot of things because in order to fail, you have to quit. So you, you, you haven't failed because you haven't successfully accomplished what you're trying right? You're, 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 you're on the journey. You're, you're on the way. Like when people say, Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm trying to lose weight. I always say, well, dude, why don't you just do it? Because trying isn't doing. Right. (laughs) So, so, so why don't you just do it? They're like, what do you mean? I just told you I'm trying. Don't try do right. So, so words affect people. Restate your question just so I can give you one specific answer. You remember what it was? Did you ever want to quit and why? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so when it comes to quitting, I personally don't think it's an option if you if you have the passion and enthusiasm and freaking you know love for whatever it is you're still attempting. So when you quit is when you fail, right? Because oh, I tried that and didn't work, and so I and so I quit. So I've quit a bunch of 
which means I failed a bunch of times, dude. I've failed so many times. It's unbelievable. Now, have I had some successes? Absolutely. But guess what? Because I'm not afraid to fail. Like, dude, I am not afraid to fail. Like so many people are afraid to fail. And you know why? Because they're worried about what other people think. Mm. And I realized one day, I don't remember how old I was, but I realized one day that, dude, you know, you realize that you will never make everyone happy. Yes or no? Correct. You realize that's not possible, correct? Correct. Okay, so if you cannot make everyone happy, pick one. Pick one person? If you cannot make everyone happy... Pick one. Pick pick one. <laughs> Boy, that's your wife, your kid, your business partner, your dad. Pick how one. About, how about you? There you go. Okay. Pick one. Okay, I pick me. I'm going to make me happy. How about that? And then you know what people do? Oh, that's selfish. Shut the fuck up. What do you want me to be, miserable? Then you're not my friend because friends support each other. Friends want the best for each other. You shouldn't be calling me selfish and freaking conceited. Dude, to go tell someone that you think you're pretty cool. And dude, 90% of the people will be like, my God, dude, you, you know, what are you conceited? Right. What do you want me to do? Hate myself? <laughs> you want me to think I'm kind of a loser? Like, what is it you want from me? You know, what's funny that you just, I've never thought of this before, but it's so true. Like, let's just say we're, you know, females do this. If a female went up to her female friend and said, I am so sexy and good looking, she would say, oh, you're such a, you know what, right? But if she went up and said, oh my God, I look so fat in this dress. I'm so ugly. She'd be like, no, you don't. You're beautiful. It's like, why do we accept people that, that don't have a high esteem look on their self, but we crucify the people that do dude drop a bomb right there's what right there's the key that's what i that's what i if i'm coaching people that's what people should need to understand right there because if you start to look into that you start to realize wait a minute wait a minute are these my friends like don't friends want me to feel good about myself because if you want me to feel terrible about myself matt quite frankly we can know each other but you ain't my friend why because if I'm going to call you a friend, dude, you better be there to support me. You better be for me. Friends are for me, not against me. So when I say, dude, I got a haircut, dude, I'm looking like a badass right now. And you, you know what you should say as a friend? What? Dude, right. that, you look eight years younger from yesterday, bro. Your hair is kick ass. But no, <laughs> we don't. You know what we say? Dude, get over yourself. Right. Dude, what are you in? What are you, some sort of self-centered? Why? Why am I? Because I like my hair. Don't you want me to like my hair? Hey, don't you want me to like myself? Hey, don't you want me to be proud of the job I did? And by the way, that goes both ways too, man. A friend will also tell you the truth, right? Mm-hmm. If, 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 you're, if you're way overweight and you're like, dude, I love the way I look, I would say to that friend, dude, you freaking are crushing it, bro. You're crushing it. Keep going. Keep going. Dude, you're, 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 you're freaking getting everything you're trying to accomplish, man. Let's go. Because, dude, words matter. Words are magical. They, they, you spell them. 
Most people don't get when I say you spell words. Like, how do you spell a word? Why do they say spell it? Why do you spell a word? It's spelling. You spell the word. Well, why are you calling it? Why the word spelling? Because, dude, words cast spells. Dude. And and you cast them on yourself more often than you cast them on somebody else. When you talk about someone else, it hurts you, man. You're literally screwing yourself when you do that. Wow. That's freaking bomb right there. That's so good, Eli. Are you tweeting that right now? Straight up. You are, huh? Eli's going a million miles an hour on his phone. Eli does this thing where he puts our level up backdrop and then he'll post a quote and then he'll tag Brad Lee. He's, he's been doing this the whole time, man. He's so great. I'll look at, I'll, uh, you want some quotes, Eli? You want some quotes? Yeah, here we go. Let's play. Hey, let's, here's, we're going to play a game. Brad Lee's top three quotes for Eli that you could type up right now. Brad Lee's top three quotes. Go for it. You can't get rich making poor choices. Listen with your eyes and you'll see all you need to hear. Don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. We're going to go to five. Give me, give us two more. Give us two more. Um, you know, I have a lot of like originals that I claim because I, they came out of my mouth and my, and, and I've conceived them, but they're all kind of based on shit that I've learned. So it, it doesn't like, like, for example, you know, listen with your eyes and you'll see all you need to hear. That's action. Speak louder than words. And then in other words, quit listening to people's mouth and just look and see what they're doing. They're telling you who they are. Believe them. Quit, quit listening to people. Wow. Watch them. So good. Like, you know how many people say when they they break up with somebody or or something bad happens, they'll say, oh, I knew I should have known. They used to do this. They used to do this. I just should have known. No, you were refusing to believe the person when they were telling you who they were. So quit listening to people and just start watching people. Listen with your eyes and you'll see all you need to hear. Now, see, that's action speak louder than words, basically. So, so there's there's a million of them out there that that you know are based on what. So these are my original quotes. I said this the other day, and someone said, "Dude, you didn't make that up." I said, "Yes, I did," and they said, "No, you didn't." I've heard that before. Before I've ever met you, I said, "I don't care, bro." Someone, this came out of my mouth. You ready for this one? Yeah. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Ooh. Come on. I never heard that before. That's a Bradley quote. As far as I'm concerned, it is a Bradley quote. If you don't, if you, if you, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. So you're going to sacrifice either way, man. Okay. Another one that people don't understand, dude, it boils down to a choice, man. It's hard to be rich. It's hard to be broke. It's hard being broke, man. So pick your hard. Okay. It's hard getting rich. It's hard being broke. Pick one. You got to pick one. (laughs) All right. Last question. And I'll let you go because I do want to honor your time, man. I've appreciated this podcast. By the way, by the way, 
The road, the, the road you take, no, the choices you make determine the road you'll take. There it is. The choices you make determine the road you take. What's another one, dude? I have a bunch of them. Um, um, dude. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'll send you some. All right. I didn't make that up. He said, close mouths, don't get fed. I'm like, I like that one, but I didn't make that one up. These are all, these are all, these are all, you can put Brad Lee and anyone disputes them. Trust me, dude. Have them call me. All right. Now I'm going to give you my top three God quotes. Cause this is obviously something I'm passionate about. I really enjoyed that conversation with you and I, by the way. So by the way, by the way, real quick, yeah. you know, when people say, amen, yeah, you know, who, you know who they're talking about and a woman. No, <laughs> what? Amen. It's Amen. I believe. Go go look up the god Amen. Really? Amen? All right. I'm going to look that up. All right. You ready for my top three quotes? I hope you like Am- them. Amen Ra. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Here we go. These are my God quotes that I write down. I have so many of them. Oh, gosh. What would Bradley like? I'm going to go with this one. Pride is like bad breath. Everyone knows you got it except you. There's one. See, see like again, it. again, I mean, I know scripture talks about the prideful, but I'm not necessarily sure that, that the translations are always right. Because, because like, like, hum, like humble, right? What do you think of when someone says be humble? What do I think? I mean, I think differently than most people, but be, be humble for me is being so sure of myself that I don't have to tell you how great I am. I'm going to elevate you. And like you just said, through the way that I am, you're going to see who I am. I don't need to tell you how great I am. Okay. But that's a, and, and by the way, that's a great definition. I wish it was that because that would mean I'm humble. Right. But I don't think I'm humble and I wouldn't want to be humble and I wouldn't advise people to be humble. And I realize scripture does and all these things do, but by what definition, because the definition, at least that I'm being told when I look it up, humble means that you have a low opinion of yourself. Really? Yeah. Watch, watch Alexa define humble. As an adjective. Humble is usually defined as not proud or arrogant, modest. As a verb, humble is usually defined as to lower in condition, importance, or dignity, a base. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for humble. There was an easier one. It said a low opinion or importance right. of oneself. Now, again, if I'm in the presence of God, obviously I'm humble. But why do I need to think I'm, I'm less important than you? Like, who are you? Right. Why am I not worth what the, in other I agree words, with like, you 100%. Why, why should I humble myself for you? And why should I humble myself for anybody? Now, again, if like I'm going into learn martial arts and there's a martial arts master, mm-hmm. be humble uh, when it comes to learning martial arts. Absolutely. Humility, show humility, like have respect. I get all that. And by the way, again, I'm saying by definition, because because when someone says be humble, I always think to myself, that means don't think you're very cool. Don't be don't think you're very important. And it's like I wouldn't give people that opinion. I, I would do the opposite. Now, if, if humble doesn't mean that, well, then obviously be humble, because in my mind, 
humble, kind, humility, respectful. It's all good. But when someone says, don't have a high apart, don't have a high opinion of yourself. Right. I disagree. I, I disagree. I, I'm with you hundred percent. I'm with yeah, you. 100%. I think, I think everyone needs a higher opinion of themselves and they would have a much more fulfilling life. They would be more capable of helping other people because they would be less concerned about everybody else's opinion. Like, again, dude, your opinion of me is none of my business. Like I'm, if you don't like me, dude, I, I'm not concerned. Why? Dude, because I like myself. You don't know me clearly. Because if you did, you'd freaking love me just like I do. Like, (laughs) I know me. And by the way, I'm the only dude that's going to have to be with me the rest of my life. You may not be. So who's more important? You or me? Well, to me, I am. That's so good. And by the way, way, is that selfish? No, not at all. I'm more important than you, Matt. Okay, now, did I... Did I say something arrogant? Ask people this. They will say, dude, that is so rude. How do you think you're better than him? I didn't say I'm better. I said I'm more important. I'm more important. I'm more important than Barack Obama. I'm more important than anybody. Why? Because I'm because I'm me. And, and by the way, this, that is not arrogant. If people knew me, they don't, they, they don't, they wouldn't say you're arrogant. They'd go, dude, that's profound. And I, I'm going to start adopting it. The problem is, is when people misunderstand me and they start walking around like they're and they're, and they're, that's not confidence folks. That's not self-love. That's freaking ego. That's arrogance. And there's a difference. So you got to do it right. You got to freaking follow the sacred six. Mm-hmm. And you go out there and you rock the party, man. And you become as valuable as you can. And you get to know thyself. Dude, write this quote down. This ain't mine. I think it's like Aristotle or somebody, but maybe even Plato. Know thyself. Mm-hmm. You want happiness? Figure out who you are. Figure out, figure out what you believe don't worry about everybody else's opinion and you go be you, you go do you, man. And don't worry about everybody. You want to dance naked and, 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 and everyone's going to think you're a weirdo, dude. If that's truly you go dance naked. There you go. And I mean, all of us want to create fans. We want more fans. We want more followers, all this. Stuff. You need to be a fan of you. You need to be your biggest fan before you can make Bradley a fan of you. Like, cause if you don't believe if you're not a fan of you, ain't no way in hell someone else is going to be a fan of you, right? Um, right. And one thing, and, and I could brag on you a little bit because I have seen it firsthand. And you you said, if you knew me, you would love me. And I've seen firsthand that that's true because I met Maria when I walked into your front office. She's been with you for nine and a half years. She said, I love Brad. Shannon, who's new, that sits up in the front desk, hasn't been there very long. She goes, I don't know, I'm still learning, but I love it here. I love Brad. Sebastian, who follows you around with the camera and everything, he goes, man, my life is so much better just watching Brad than it could have ever been. Not He goes, it, it, I don't know if he said this or he told you not. He's like, dude, I would do this for free because I'm getting so much more than I'm giving. Did you just look at Sebastian? <laughs> but it's true. Like, I could brag on you because I've seen it firsthand. Um, here's my other two spiritual quotes. I, I hope you love them. Here you go. This is number two. The devil promises everything but delivers on nothing. That's why he's called a liar. I like that one. And the last one, and this is what I think, and we won't go to the whole thing again, but this is what I think is the game changer that you were talking about. You're talking about seeking and this and that. For me, the game changer has always been from day one, the Holy Spirit. So I said, I would rather be filled with the Holy Spirit 
than have gifts with no power. That's one to think about. If you were going to leave everybody with one last, I always ask people to give a quote, uh, a level up experience, a story, whatever. What would be your last, like Jerry Springer's last thoughts, Bradley on level up. What would you leave our audience with to help them level up? I will leave you with this. My children will know my name. Just think about that. Look at him preach. You didn't even know he's going to preach today. He's preaching, baby. Come on. Well, dude, listen. Hey, for the Christians listening, everybody listening, pray for me. I'm out seeking. Pray for me, whatever religion you are. Pray for me to find the answer. I do. And I'd love for you to do for me also so I can find it. But until I find it for a fact, I can't claim any freaking set. I can't, I can't claim any hood. Why? Well, because dude, I don't want to be wrong. Um, and, and if, if, if everyone listening to this, just like threw away everything they've been taught. And that's all I ask people is question. How dare you question what I've taught you? <laughs> you were supposed to seek question, uh, test, you know, like, like think for yourself. So, so I would say, think for yourself, man, think for yourself, guys, go out there and freaking just start questioning. Don't be a rude about it. Hold your tongue, but question things. Everything's not right. Just because someone said it was, you know, the book that you're reading may not even be true. Just remember that the person that said you're not worth it may not have been telling the truth, man. And actually wasn't. There's people out there limiting themselves because they were taught to limit themselves. They didn't question it. There's people out there that really don't like themselves because they were told they're losers and they told they were going to be losers and they decided to believe it. And if you want to change what you're getting and level up, okay, if you want to level up, okay, you have to max out the level you're on. Now, people don't get this. How do I get to the next level, Brad? Everybody says that you max the level you're on and you're automatically on the bottom of the next level. See, if I max out the level I'm on, I'm on the bottom of the next level. Well, how do I get to the next level? You max out that level. Mm. And then you're on the bottom of the next level automatically by maxing out the level you're on. So, so realistically, man, you, 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 you got to understand that folks, this isn't rocket science. You want to level up. It's a choice. Then it's a question of how, not if it's how to level up. Well, guess what? Keep subscribed to the Level Up podcast. Keep seeking. Keep questioning. Keep learning. Keep reading. Keep seeking and seek knowledge on a daily basis. Because if you want to change what you're getting, you got to change what you're doing. And if you want to change what you're doing, you have to change what you believe. And the only way to change what you believe is to get new information, folks. Nuevo, not the old information, not you already heard and know that's why you believe what you believe, which makes you do what you do, which makes you get what you get. So you want to level up. You got to change your beliefs so you can change your actions and then you'll change. Then you'll change your level. So so go back to the beginning and, and, and see where it starts. Where does it start, Matt? New information. So that's what I'd leave you with, man. Go get new information, folks, on a regular basis. Consume it. And question it and be skeptical. It's okay to be skeptical. 
You are the man. I appreciate you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Lee was in the house on Level Up. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. If you liked it, like, subscribe, and share. Give us that five-star rating. We appreciate y'all so much. And as always, like he said, seek the information. That's one thing that, that I really, really genuinely like about Brad. So many things. But one thing I would say, Eli, is from the outside looking in, like, man, this guy has arrived. Like, he's got this and he knows this. And he's constantly, in his mind, he's at the bottom level. And he's trying to go to the next level. Yep. So that was awesome. If you got something out of this, like, subscribe, and share. We appreciate you so much. This has been another week of Level Up.